Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. From, dare I say, the second best Brat Pack movie, St. Elmo's Fire. 913-586-7798. It is good to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. Uh, did anybody see the forecast for Saturday? No. Do you want to know the forecast for well, Saturday? Well, you tell me, because if it's going to make me angry, the answer is no. It looks a lot like last Saturday. Then I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Except worse. I booked my flight. Joe Loria was on TV last night. We were watching as we were falling asleep. Love Joe Loria. I do too. And he said that Saturday will be the coldest year of 2024, mm-hmm. 10 degrees below zero. I'm out. I know you are. I'm out. I know. I'm out. I'm so happy to be out. I, bu- I did. I booked my flight today. Chris came over and said, honey, do you want me to book your flight? I said, oh, he's had it too. He's had it too. Yeah. He's, he's kicking me out. Uh, so I'm excited about that. We have so much to talk about today. Uh, we're going to do a little talk in football because that's coming up and people are starting to be mean in Buffalo to Kansas City. Uh, we are going to, in the three o'clock hour, talk about something we've all done at the grocery store. But one mom is being shamed for it. You ever, I don't know, tried out a grape from the produce section? Or maybe you're shopping and you just cannot wait. You are so starving. Open a box of Triscuits. You open a box of Triscuits. And so you're shopping and eating, shopping and eating, and then paying for what you eat. Have we not all done that? That is a huge controversy at 3 o'clock, and I cannot wait. But first... When was the last time I texted you at 8 in the morning? Today. At the intersection of never and oh, you're never up. does not happen. No. At some point, I have a drop what you are doing run. Were you watching that show at 8.30 in the morning? No. I set my alarm to finish it because we started it and got to about... 2 a.m. territory and shut it off and finished it this morning. What is wrong with you? Scott, I cannot get it out of my head. I'll play the trailer right now. If I you want. cannot. It's a documentary. There's only three parts. This is a quickie and done. That's what she said. And all I'm going to say, we're going to play the trailer. Do not Google the case. Watch this cold. The show is called American Nightmare. Nightmare. And it debuted today, check that, yesterday, on Netflix. Emergency. My girlfriend, me, got kidnapped last night. And you didn't call last night when this occurred? I was tied up. Tell me what happened. I wake up. Bright light blinding us. Taser goes off. And I see they're wearing wetsuits. What, what did they swim in? So what happens next? Then I still need to tie my hands behind my back. 
not discover something, stop text messages. She mad? Oh, she's you cheating? There's blood in your house. Do you know where she is? I didn't do anything. Yeah, you did. Oh my God, it's her. I just got a message. She's walking over to my house. I've never heard of a case where the kidnappers drop their victim at the front door of their house. We thought she's this innocent victim. She looks more like a suspect. Police now wondering, is Huskins a real-life gone girl? Something okay. else has happened here. Maybe this is about revenge. We find zip ties, toy guns, and a blow-up doll. Can this get any stranger? Who's really behind all of this? And they get an email confessing to the crime. Did we all get this wrong? I am traumatized. Okay. Chris came back to watch number two today, and I said, I don't know that I can watch it again. The very first thing you hear on that 911 call, it's a little hard to, it's a little muffled. Yeah. Yeah. He says, my girlfriend has been kidnapped. Last night. And you hear the dispatcher go, and you're just now calling? Mm-hmm. And he says, I was tied up. And she goes, when did you get untied up? Just you, right out of the gate, you're going, oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my mouth. And, then, and I haven't looked this case up. But, but Don't look it up. I'm not. But then I, I'm not giving anything away because it was in the trailer. There's video of her getting out of a car and walking up to his house after <clears throat> she's been kidnapped. kidnapped. My jaw twice hit the floor. It takes quite a bit to jaw floor Dana drop. I, 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 I just I, you will not believe this story, and it happened. Where, where, where is it out of? West of here and not that long ago. Okay. And Chris even said to me, how have we not heard about this? When you, when you see later in the trailer how many media are out oh. in their front yard. Did, Why you, was hear this Nan- not on did CNN? you hear Nancy Grace? Oh, it was on CNN. That's Nancy Grace saying, do we have a real-life gone girl? I mean, it, it, all of the media was all over this. I don't know where we were when this happened, Scott. The word shocking is so overused. What happened in this case, I'm using it, is shocking. Shocking. I don't even have Netflix, and now I want to go home and get it. I called Scott this morning, and I go, it's 8.30. When is the last time I've ever called you at 8.30? The the answer is never. I go, I need you to drop what you're doing and watch American Nightmare right now so we can talk about it. And I said I couldn't. I was on my way to an AA meeting. You will never not padlock all of your doors again as long as you live. And no one ends up. It, it's nothing what you think it is. It is that insane that if you wrote a book and said all of this happened, no one would buy the book because it's so ridiculous. Okay, remind me the name. American, American Nightmare. Nightmare. Okay. Sam, it would be more likely that I would believe you if you said a unicorn walked into this studio, started strumming the guitar, kicked me in the face and walked out. That's more believable than everything that happened Would here. Would it be more believable if I told you this room was at a normal temperature? No. Okay. That would never be believable. It is currently 82 degrees in the studio today. Hey, you got it's way better than yesterday. It was like 87 yesterday. And you know I always have this nightmare about being accused of something I didn't do. 
This will make every man and woman relive that nightmare. You're giving, like, you're, you're giving what, it away. No, for, I'm not saying who. For anybody where you are literally trying to help someone and, it, and you look like a Dateline episode, it, it will give you nightmares. Telephone number is 913-586-7798. We're going to bring in our good friend Mark Terman, former captain with the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department here in just a moment. I'm sure you have all heard the news. It was breaking news last night when you got home from work. Six people were shot yesterday just as this show was ending at Crown Center. Six people were shot in one of the ritziest shopping districts in all of Kansas City. But who was firing the shots? We're learning more about that. Yeah, that's a great question. We'll visit with Captain Mark Terman in just a moment here on Dana and Parks. All right, welcome back. Good to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. Be weather aware. Saturday is going to be the coldest day of the year. 10 degrees below zero. That'll be fun. A story here from Channel 5. Kansas City police have asked for the public to help in obtaining any information on a shooting at one of Kansas City's most popular shopping centers. Last night, just as this show was ending, six people suffered gunshot wounds in a shooting at Kansas City's Crown Center. Police were called to the area of 25th and Grand and learned that three people were struck by gunfire after a confrontation between two groups of people. Those three people were taken to the hospital. Two hours later... Officers learned that three others had been shot and showed up at the hospital driving personal vehicles. Uh, Quoting here from Kansas City Police Captain Jake Bessina, things like this affect people's thoughts about whether or not they're going to go out and go shopping, go to dinner, all of these things. Kansas City should not be about gunfire, gun violence, and homicides. Joining us on the KMBZ Hotline, good friend of the program, former Kansas City, Missouri Police Captain Mark Terman is joining us. Hello, Mark. Hello, hello, Scott. Hello, Dana. Happy New Year. And and to you. Good to hear your voice. Um, the story kind of took a turn overnight when we got, Mark, an updated email from Kansas City Police and their media unit um, explaining a couple of things. We know that these were two groups of people in some sort of altercation that wound up involving firearms. But the additional information we got overnight was that two additional people fired shots that were not part of the altercation. We know one to be an employee and some type of security guard for Crown Center fired shots, and one happened to be a bystander. We do not know if that person uh, was a concealed carry holder. We just know that that person stepped in for whatever reason and started firing shots as well. And this is a quote from police. There were a lot of shots fired yikes wow Uh, this is the nightmare that we've all been anticipating i think everybody is that when you have more people carrying legally that you're going to have uh good intended citizens entering the fray um for whatever reason and uh, and that's the danger because not only do you have that now you have uh police responding to the scene and you have somebody shooting a gun, well, they're going to take aim at that first person they see shooting. And if that person's a good guy, well, how are are the police to know? So it brings up a whole bunch of issues. Let's just start with the shooting itself. 
where we have, um, because we've had a, um, a, the laws that we have in the books, we need to get those enforced. And when you have somebody carrying in an AK-47, which I believe was reported, um, into a building, that's not a good thing. And um, that's a problem. So these guys were looking for a fight from the get-go. Mark, um, Mark, Mark, let me interrupt you for just a second, because you, yeah, you, sure. you just said something I, I was unaware of. I didn't know that some of these people walked in with rifles. Well, that was one report. I can't, that is unconfirmed. I heard okay. it from a news source. That was the one report I had heard earlier in the day. Um, actually, um, it was reported uh, in the show before you all. Okay. And, um, but again, that's unconfirmed. If that's true, uh, Houston, we have a real problem. You got people walking in with the intent to kill. And um, now they're facing, now you have the secondary problems of a security force responding to the threat as they should. And then another problem where you have a, an uninvolved citizen who happens to be carrying, hopefully he or she was doing this to protect their family, but we don't know. Or they just try, they're, hopefully they're not trying to act like the police and end the situation. Um, we just don't know. There's so many questions. And Captain Pacino was doing a great job, and his comments are spot on. Where, hey, we got a whole boatload to go through. They're going to track every bullet that's been fired, figured out where the shooters, where the people who are doing the shooting, all the shooters, where they were at the time of the shooting, why they shot. So there's a lot to this investigation. Thankfully, nobody's died. Mark, I, I want to talk to our legal concealed carry holders out there and everyone knows firmly how i feel about guns but i also think that for responsible people there is a place for them but i know that if you are a concealed carry person not in law enforcement you've probably thought what would i do if dot 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 like i'm going to carry this thing into crown center what would i do and we've talked about this before statistically it it generally does not work out. It just doesn't. Uh, even when police officers that are trained their entire careers to respond to a threat, those numbers aren't what you would think they would be in the movies where you just aim and fire and take out a threat, especially when there's crossfire between two groups of people. That's exactly right, Dana. Uh, nationally, the hit rate for cops is 19 or 17%. That's, you got 80, 80, if there are 100 rounds fired, you got 80 bullets flying all around and it's not hitting, not hitting their target. So imagine what a, just a civilian would do. We don't, we don't know. I don't, it, again, those stats are, are frightening. So getting back to your point about the concealed carry, uh, this is one of the things that when people, uh, when the bullet leaves the weapon, they own it. They own every bit of it. And if it hits the wrong person, God forbid, they own it. We, we have asked this question of authorities, and it's too soon to know. But if you shoot and you miss, do you have the legal right just to fire, I guess, is the question. Well, that's a really good question. But let's back up. And what I was just saying was that you own that. You, as the person pulling the trigger, own that bullet. You may be justified if you hit your target. You may have the justification, but if you miss yep. and you hit somebody else, there is no justification. So uh, you you can't claim that I killed a you know a person standing next to them, which was not the intended target. But the other person was shooting at me, therefore I'm justified. 
You're not justified. Now, it's really a great question for the lawyers, and this would be a huge debate, um, but you still own the bullet either way, whichever way it goes. You know, I can understand, Dana and I were talking about this, Mark, right before the show or right before you came on. I can understand the security guard getting involved. Uh, can you imagine if the security guard ran from this situation, he or she would be mocked and ridiculed and criticized, et cetera. But, but the person with the, with the gun, whether it was a concealed carry person or not, I don't, understand, I don't know. How do you enter into a situation where there are two groups of people shooting at each other and determine who the bad guys are when maybe both of them, both groups, are bad guys? Well, Scott, that's a great question. Um, I know, and if you look at the stats, especially here in Kansas City, with as many as law enforcement people as there are, that really, by and large, you don't see off-duty officers getting involved in situations. You really don't. And as you know, we're all we all live and work and travel in the area, and you just don't hear that. Um, and there's a reason for that. And the reason is is that most police officers, when off duty or retired, if if we are carrying concealed or carrying period. Um, we're going to be very particular about when we pull our weapon because we know the consequence. Mm. In a and, mall, in a mall, Mark. I mean, this is an open right. air. <laughs> not that I would feel any better if we were in an elevator, uh, but th- this is an open air, crowded place with people and families, and I, I just don't understand why anyone would think attempting to get involved would be a good idea, ethically, morally, or or legally. I, I can't put myself in that person's shoes because I would never right. do it. I, I, you said you own every bullet you fire. But, but let me read, Mark, if I could, from the text line, and if you could respond to this. From yeah. 0573, I have a CCP, concealed carry permit, and I, right. am only, I am only going to use it if someone is threatening me or my family. I would, right. I would never, ever fire into a crowd. That is foolish. Now, see, that person is saying the right things. That's the right perspective, the correct perspective, in my opinion. I mean, everybody's got an opinion on this. But from working as a law enforcement officer, that that's, that's the opinion you hope, that people do not engage unless their life is directly threatened or the, the life of their wife or child. You know, they're there in Crown Center with all those places for the kids. This shooting could have just as easily been what if a kid had gotten hit by one of those bullets. Mm. Now, take your pick of who would, would have discharged it. Uh, in particular, the Good Samaritan and his bullet hits the kid. I, I have plenty of, I know plenty of officers, well, not a lot, but several who have retired because the bullet hit somebody in a legal shoot and it destroyed their careers. So imagine hitting a kid. It's you looked at it, look at the movie American Sniper uh, when he was about to shoot the kid and he didn't want to shoot the kid in a battle scenario. And here we are in a peacetime scenario with our in our country. And the whole idea that bullets are flying everywhere is is distressing. But, well, we, um, we saw it at Oak Park a couple of weeks ago when a shoplifting suspect uh, wrestled a detective's gun away. Shot was fired and narrowly missed a nine-year-old. And it's just, I, I, I couldn't remember the percentage, but I wanted to have you on to remind everyone that the hit rate for trained police officers is 17%. Remember that number if you think 
you can do better? Because, Mark, I don't. You know how I feel about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark, that number, and I, we got to get to break here in a minute, but that, that number, yeah. when you mentioned it earlier, and I know Dana, Dana and I both grabbed our pens and wrote down 17%. The, the, hit, yeah. the hit ratio for police officers who are professionally trained to shoot guns. That is a shockingly low number. Well, keep in mind, one last fact is only 3 to 4% of officers during their entire career ever discharge their weapon. Ever shoot. Hmm. So it's 17% out of the 3 to 4% that ever draw. That's right. You never, you never fired your gun in service? No, nope. in, in 40 years, I never discharged my weapon. Wow. And, and I am thankful every day for it, Mark. For you. And it wasn't that I wasn't in situations where it was the possibility, but it's just the issue that there are so many factors that go into pulling the trigger. You were being, you were being judicious about it. You always have to be judicious. Yeah. And that's why I like what, your, what the texter said is that, he would never in a million years pull his gun. And he's he's trained. He's a responsible gun owner. That's really important. Uh, former police captain Mark Terman with the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department. Good friend of the program. Always appreciate talking to you. Thank you for your expertise. Thank you all. Be safe. Be, be, be well, well, my, my friend. friend. Happy New Year. Telephone number is 913-586-7798. 586-7798. Here on Dana and Parks. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back. Thursday edition of the Dana and Parks program. We are talking about the news last night that broke right as the show was ending, that there was a shooting. I think we can call it a mass shooting. Six people were shot at Crown Center last night. No one died. Thank God. Uh, One person was detained, was later released. Two groups of people were in Crown Center, apparently some sort of argument erupted, and guns were drawn. Two other people fired into the fracas, one being a security guard and another being just an average citizen who happened to have a gun on them. We do not know if the, quote, bystander had a permit. That's something authorities are trying to figure out today. We do know his actions were the opposite of successful. And it's been a while, Scott, since I've been to Crown Center. Um, I, I, I just don't have littles. We used to go there all the time when the oh, kids sure. were little. Ice skate and all was that. Was this like in the vestibule? Have I, they said I, what? I, I don't know where it was. Sam, do you know? So when you first walk into the main Crown Center building yep. across from the ice rink. Across so from the fountain down area. Green, yep. On the left side of the street, uh, there is a all those restaurants to the left yep. and then restaurants to the right. It's down those stairs to the right based on the description that I read. So you have those escalators right there right. where you can go up or you have whatever, five, six stairs down to, go down to the first floor. Where, where like the train car is on the right and yeah. that model of, of the trains they is down was, toward the right. They said it was near the food court on the first floor. Uh, I read that on the right side of that entrance. 
Dave in Liberty. Dave, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, Dana. Hey, Scott. Uh, what is always interesting about these things is you have to wonder how many criminals are actually there and then how many of them actually become John Q. Public just trying to defend himself against the marauders that started everything. See what I mean? Yeah, you but, actually but go in with ill intent, but then when shots are fired, you go from being what was original, it was your criminal intent, and then when the police ask you, you're just like, hey, I was just there, and I started firing shots because right. I thought my life was in danger. I, I don't and know, Dave. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know that that's going to be the case here because Crown Center is going to be heavily surveillanced. So if two groups went in with a beef with one another, which is what this sounds like, and started firing, they're going to know who those known associates are based on which entrance they came in. That's that's what I suspect. Um, you would you would think that, but you also have to think that criminals are very crafty. They know their surveillance. They don't want to come in altogether because it looks very obvious if you have a group of six coming in to encounter another six. You may send one in 20 minutes earlier. Yeah. Everybody's all kind of scattered out. Hey, and hey, then This isn't the CIA. Yeah. These are criminals. <laughs> This is not a military operation. And we believe these, they're we believe they're young, Dave. These, these are teenagers in early twenties. They're not trained in the commando ranger sort of way of taking out your target. They're just coming well, in guns would, a blazing. Yeah, but you got to remember they all play video games, Scott. Okay. They watch Call of Duty. They right. know how to do this. Ask hey, Sam. You leave Sam Call of Duty out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Be good, Dave. You take care of yourself. I would be willing to guess that if it were truly a beef between two groups of individuals, they didn't text each other prior and say, hey, let's take care of this at Crown Center. What I couldn't figure out last night while we were sitting around, Sarah and I were reading this story last night. She came over last night. And uh, why Crown Center? That's what I'm saying is I, I, they didn't text each other, say, hey, we got to settle some beef. Let's yeah. do it in the most recognizable place in the city. Where there are cameras everywhere. No, it was probably one group was there. The other group who had beef with them got found out that they, that they were there, were there yeah. and so they showed up. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, Alex in Overland Park. Alex, good afternoon. Hello. Hello. Hi. Okay, so I, I was kind of reading a couple of the, the articles and the comments about the story today and I, I thought it was really interesting how the conversation started to switch away from like oh my gosh there were two groups of young people who were firing upon each other to this other quote unquote bystander right and I thought I know the story is going to get switched to the bystander somehow mm -hmm. well um, I also I know think all of the kids if they are kids I shouldn't say kids young adults anyone who was involved should go to prison I want to be very clear they should yeah, all I'll, I'll go to prison I would agree 100%. And I think the interesting thing is we're all kind of obviously making a lot of speculation about who this bystander is and, and what their intent is. I was telling Sam, I, I kind of have this weird feeling, though, that it wasn't this legal, like, kind of like, you know, conceal permit carrier person. Because like the police officer was saying, you know, these people typically will say the right things. They'll be like, you know, I'm, I'm going to retreat. I'm only going to use physical threat in the most, you know, like unusual circumstances, all this kind of stuff. So I almost think if I were a legal person, I would be like, get my family and myself out of yeah. here. 
And at, I would be like fleeing. Alex, that's exactly what Scott and I said during the break. It's getting, exactly what we said during the break. Or if you're alone, getting other people out. Right. So it makes me think that the bystander is probably a criminal too, uninvolved. And so he thought, holy crap, something's going down. People are coming after me. And so his first thing is violence because he's a criminal. And this is what criminals do. They react out well, violence. We, we, don't, we don't know that. We don't know. We have no idea. But I think it's interesting that, like, all the comments online went immediately to these people who want to have guns. You know, like the legal people who want guns. Is, it's so ridiculous. And I can see both sides of it. I really am in the middle. Alex, okay? I can see the side, and it's not for me, because I know what the statistics say about in-home uh, gun storage. I can see the side where you have that to protect your family in your home, especially after watching that movie last night. I do. Uh, I do not understand the side. Now I'm going to take it into a mall where you're never going to hit someone, even if, if the uh, opportunity arises. And then even if you do, now police are running in. You are the guy standing there with the gun. I've never understood that. What, what, what? I have only taken my gun out of my home. How many do I have? I only have one now. Um, I have only taken that gun out of the house to go to a shooting range. I have never taken it into a store in I, my car. The only time think to, about the liability. Sure, you know this, Scott. Sure. But, but here, here let, let me finish my point if I could. I, I think we're, we're, we might be talking past each other, but actually saying the same thing is I don't have a problem with people with concealed carry permits. That doesn't bother me at all. So long as the purpose of your concealed carry permit is to protect yourself. What I don't want, and we don't know that this is what we had happen last night, but it's starting to look that way, is somebody with a concealed carry gun, whether it's permitted or not, firing into a crowd trying to act like a -a rent-a-cop. Then why take it? To protect yourself. Okay. Or your family. In in, in a more enclosed space where you're not willy-nilly firing into a mall. You're walking to your car in a parking garage and you're approached by somebody who who says, give me your money. Got it. And you say, screw you. Yeah, to hell with you. Here's my gun. Go away. But that would be to Alex's point. If you were a trained CCW or CCP carrier, you wouldn't immediately just start firing back because you know the risks of that. uh, That's that's exactly right, Sam. And we have had so many um, concealed carry trainers call in over the years. The really good trainers who will say there are reasons that you draw and fire, yep. they would all say that this is not one of them, Scott. They, I know they would. Telephone number is 913-586-7798, 586-7798. Don't forget to check out the Dana and Parks podcast, available anytime you want, anywhere you go, at kmbz.com. Rod and Paul, you guys are next. All right, let's try to get everybody in before the top of the hour. And then right after 3 o'clock, you won't be able to see it, but Sam and I will. Dana's jaw hit the desk right after 3.06. Are we scheduled for a head explosion as well? I need one of those, like, massive. massive. Okay. Like a big bang. An aggressive decompression. I need one of those Mm -hmm. dental neck braces, like in 16 Candles. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired of my jaw hitting the floor. (laughs) Dana may quit the show at (laughs) 3.06. It's possible. Well, let's not have that happen. He read me a headline, Sam, and I just go, no. <laughs> she, no. no. And then she goes, I don't even want to talk about that. 
Is I it go, the headline I, get, I think it is? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> Paul in Kansas City. Hello, Paul. <laughs> hey, Scott. Hey, Danny. How you hey. doing? Hi. Good. Uh, go ahead. Great. Hey, I'm a concealed carry permit, a member of the United States uh, Concealed Carry Association, retired military. Uh, yes, I carry my weapons. I'm very familiar with the terrain down there. I do the Hospital Hill run. I go to the Irish Festival. So I'm very familiar with that, uh, where the objective was last night. And if that officer said a 7.62 uh, AK-47 was engaged, well, let me tell you something. That's a whole different ball game. then. Um, I carry a 380 when I walk on the Indian Trail. Uh, it's close quarters battles. I only never, the only time I would use it is if I'm being attacked and threatened grievous bodily harm and death. It's only five to seven meters. Uh, my bigger weapon system, I would go to a high kinetic area, no more than 10 meters. Which has period. happened, Paul, on that trail. Not not to interrupt yeah. you, but someone was shot and killed on that trail a couple of years ago. Yes. But to talk about the difference that, then between that and a mall. Yes, on the trails are finding out the urban areas, they've become soft targets. Women are being attacked. Uh, older people like myself, I'm 63 years old. Uh, we've become soft, soft targets. You can egress and uh, come into the trail. Uh, police officers can't respond quickly because you may be uh, down by Tomahawk Park, in, you know, a mile out. And, uh, so that's that's the difference. Inside the urban area, inside the vegetable at the uh, uh, Crown Center, there's really nowhere to egress. You, you, it's hard to find cover there. Cover is different from concealment. Cover is going to stop the round. Concealment is just going to hide you. Uh, you go up the escalators, but that, if that uh, gun battle, close quarters battle, was happening right there in that vegetable by the barbecue place and the train station restaurant, um, it's tough. I've tried to get off the X, try to egress, but the main way out is those doors coming out to the uh, main area of the uh, Crown Center by the fountains there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't know what the concealed carry or whatever the the, the Good Samaritan, whatever you want to call them, was. I don't know the situation because I can't speak to that. I'm just telling you what I would do in that area. And I'm, Whenever I go to a theater and or wherever I'm at, I'm always thinking, okay, what would you do? Union Station, I was down there, you know, it's crowded. How would you operate, you know? And the officer's right. When that round leaves that muzzle, that's your round. That's why close quarters battle, five to seven meters, it's as far. And I train every month. I buy the ammo. I train every month at the local shooting range. And I take my online classes through my association. So um, that weapon doesn't come out of the holster unless I'm threatened with grievous bodily harm or death to myself or my uh, grandchildren, and period. You're, and you're confident that you can hit your target? Five to seven meters. Yep. That's uh, five to seven meters. No further, Scott. I'm not going to shoot any more than – now, my red dot, if, if it was an active shooter and I was the police weren't coming and I had to put steel on target like it did downrange in Afghanistan, with my red dot, I'd go to 10 meters. But other than that, no more. I don't go any further than that. Paul, and thank I you for the call. The thank you for the thank call. You guys. Thank you for the Paul service. Paul is the one that I like. I can be reasonable. I like Paul. I, Paul's I, fine. I am only going to pull out my gun. It's all of the other idiots are, I don't like. Well, and, Paul is fine. And, and if you're if you are a if you are a average citizen, and you are carrying a concealed weapon, and you pull that gun out at the sound of other gunfire, and you just shoot willy nilly towards the gunfire or towards somebody you think has a gun, you but they're part in a crowd, of the problem. That's exactly right. I agree with you. But Paul hit the nail on the head multiple times: concealment and cover. Yeah. And he wasn't talking about concealing the gun. He was talking about concealing yourself from said gunfire. Right. Take cover. Yes. So that you can't be shot and you can deliver a shot, hopefully with some steadiness, and hit the target. But to his point, five to ten meters. Uh, Case in Shawnee. Case, hello. Hey, how you guys doing? First off, love the show. Love you both. Oh, Listen to you every day. Thank you so much. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of, of Paul. He was saying a lot of the right things. 
Um, my job in the military was airborne infantry, and then I continued my career into a little bit more nasty stuff. And so he's right. Uh, you pull your gun, but what you got to know is your target and what's beyond the target. So you only fire when you are ready and if it's necessary. But at the same time, when you cross that line to take a life, a lot of people will freeze. I've seen it in combat, and it's a scary thing, but it takes a certain person. Yeah, you can pull your gun, and you can say no, stop, whatever, but to, to actually pull that trigger in self-defense for yourself or others takes a certain steadfast mindset, and a lot of people don't have it, which isn't a bad thing because that's not something I wish on anybody. I don't wish that yeah. for anybody. Case, good, good call, and thank you for your service, my friend. And thank you, man. I love you guys. Case, do appreciate the call. Thank you, man. Do appreciate it. Quick break for the news. Dan Weinbaum's got that coming up in two minutes. He is Sam Stevie the Third. She is Dana Wright. When we get back, why is that guy's name back in the news again? Twenty-one, <laughs> 21 years after the just, fact. It's like a cockroach. He just won't go away. <laughs> Quick break. See you on the other side here on KMBZ. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.